Hello people. Welcome to this podcast People's Stories. Here we talk about people's lives, career, dreams and the journey to it in most genuine and raw format. Discovering not only their characteristics but also their thought process to excellence. Your takeaway for today. So, let's begin. Shah with us. Uh, I have known him through a common friend. Uh, he is he is based out of Belgium right now and is working as a material and jetting engineer, something very different. So we're going to get more details from him. Uh, thank you so much, Harsh, for joining us. Thank you for inviting me, and I think it would be a great uh, a pleasure to talk something about my background or. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I would also love to know more about you. But do we say Harsh or do we say Harsha? Actually, my real name was Harsh, and in the tenth they wrote Harsha. So, and then I'm, <laughs> I'm called so as Harsha. Harsha. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'll call you Harsh yeah. then. Yeah. Before we begin with the podcast, just tell us your story. So, something about yourself. Where are you from? Your hobbies. Uh, hi, my name is Harsha Shah again. To introduce, uh, I am. Uh, coming from a very small uh, village, uh, or let's say a town, uh, uh, which is uh, located in the Karnataka Maharashtra border, named as Nipani. Mm-hmm. I did my schooling and college from uh, Nipani, and then I moved to Bangalore to do my bachelor's in uh, electronics and communication. So uh, during the engineering time, I was very fascinated towards uh, electronics, uh, basically the semiconductor chips manufacturing technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, hence, I was looking for something similar uh, to dig in more and uh, learn more about uh, how do you do this at a nano level. And at that time, in 2013, 2012, uh, nanotechnology was just making its footsteps. Okay. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, uh, yeah. let's start uh, uh, looking at uh, where I can do my uh, master's in micro nano, mm-hmm. like in, in the field of nanotechnology, basically. And that's how I started looking uh out for different countries or options in india and the options in india were quite limited uh, to iits uh, basically and uh, then i started looking for options abroad and finally i landed up in germany uh, mm-hmm. to do my masters in uh, micro systems i finished my masters uh, uh, in 2017 mm-hmm. and since then i'm uh, working in in belgium okay uh, as a material and jetting engineer and why Germany? Why, like, we also have other international destinations for education, right? Like, like US yeah. or the UK. So why Germany specifically? Uh, just to uh, sum up in a very short way, I would say economically, uh, Germany is very affordable uh, compared to US and UK. Uh, okay. if, you, if you look at the US and the UK, the education costs you, I think, four times uh, more than in Germany. Okay. In Germany, basically, if you study in uh, in a, in a uh, public universities, it's free. The mm-hmm. education is is free for you. Okay. And uh, education was also offered in English, so that also attracts a lot of uh, expat students uh, yeah. to come and and study. So yeah, that's why I chose uh, Germany, and it's it's leader in uh, in automotive industry and as well as the technological uh, industry. So yeah. Absolutely. So. Uh- What's the process of getting admission in in university in Germany? Uh, I think the the process is quite straightforward. I mean, uh, 
nowadays you can do just online registration uh, follow the process send some documents and you mm-hmm. get uh, the uh, the invitation via mail and i think most of the universities in germany don't need gre so if you just have ielts exam or or toefl that's enough for you to just apply for uh, mm-hmm. german universities in germany the university system is it is it something like okay this one this is like the good university this is like the best university something like that or are all the universities at the same level and it's it's irrespective where you apply that's a very good question actually because i get this question from a lot of people uh, you know when i go back home hey how do we say okay this university is good bad but i think uh, german industry, uh, universities are all known for their technological reforms actually every university has its own technology uh, and and it's also based on which department are you choosing uh, it's not that the whole university is rated basically they also rate department wise so for example in some universities you go for uh, micro and nano systems which is very good course uh and in some university you, you go which is very dominated by the software or automation engineer, uh, engineering okay. side yeah so i would say if you get into any german universities you, they they are good they are actually very very nice and you will not have any uh, fair comparisons between the universities okay and i i i know uh, from other friends as well that um all the universities have a very structured course uh, plan and almost all the universities have heavily funded technology technological area so i also feel that um it's it's really it really depends on what kind of course you want to do and then of course the language so if you're getting if you otherwise want to do a german language course as well then it's also good you can learn the language and then do it otherwise there are english language courses available as well yes that's correct and and basically one more point is that they work very closely with the industry so mm-hmm. every if you see every university is surrounded by the industry uh, which uh, is the core f- uh, the core research takes place in that university okay okay so, so coming back to you harsh uh, <laughs> uh yeah. now that you are from you are from you told you from nepani uh, i'm assuming that you would know a lot of languages right uh yeah actually the thing is my mother tongue is rajasthani we speak marwadi at house uh, and 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 basically i come from uh, the border state so i have the, the local language was kannada and marathi both ah, and then okay. the school which i was studying was english and uh, we also had a hindi course so i was actually learning five <laughs> languages at the same time so so i feel like you have a you have a tinge for languages that it's very easy for you to learn them uh i would say yes uh, because now i know quite a lot of languages and i pick uh, <laughs> the languages quite fast i'm now learning netherlands uh, dutch language uh uh-huh. oh okay so okay so yes. all the best to you for that <laughs> i mean i i am i'm very poor in learning languages <laughs> so it takes a lot of time for me but then yeah i i know that uh, in if you're living in europe uh, you have a vast scope to learn a lot of languages and it's quite common here so uh, were you i mean if i may ask were you like um, how how were you in, uh, in school as a student did you like score really well or you were you one of the backbenchers i i was one of the backbenchers and i still remember that um i, I was I was the one of the naughtiest kid in my class. I mean, my parents were like my mom used to come to school every I think 3 4 months uh, just because my teachers used to complain to my mom he's <laughs> he's a naughty kid, he doesn't listen, he he has a good uh, he has a good uh, you know, way of asking questions but he's not making uh, you know like he's so chaotic, he's he's doing all this mischiefs and all the stuff. <laughs> so now and now we know how mischievous you are then. Yeah, I still cherish those things. <laughs> 
Oh, that's so nice. Um, so, uh, okay, so now let's 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 try to understand a little more about what exactly do you do now. First of all, I uh, I want to understand more about the pro- exact product that you guys develop, and then mm-hmm. where you use it. What's the use case? Actually, the product is nothing but this: the lens, like the the, the like for eye correction. Yeah, these are ophthalmic lenses, so we can three D print them. Ah, okay. So you print print these lenses. Oh. But yeah. So this is the only company in the world uh, that that can do the 3D printing of your prescription lenses. So it's basically for eye correction, eyewear, bifocal. But uh, if you are able to uh, make a free form of optics from this, mm-hmm. like any shape that you desire and you are able to 3D print it, yeah. it would be really helpful for uh, uh, the smart in smart wear industry, like eyewear, smart eyewear industry to, yeah. you know, like, uh, to design their product accordingly because now they are very limited uh, by the shape and mm-hmm. by the mold manufacturing. So they are mostly subtractive uh, manufacturing where you see a lot of material wastage and all. Mm-hmm. And with the additive manufacturing, you can directly print to the shape that you need. So uh, how does your day look like? What are your sort of KPIs? What do you responsibilities? Uh, well, uh, I would just like to give you a short introduction about my role first. Uh, like, my role is nothing but material and jetting engineer. Material is nothing but whenever you do some, um, uh, to, to make some product, you always have some raw material. My job is to see uh, the raw materials that we get. Uh, I, I need to check the quality. I need to characterize them to understand their different chemical and uh, uh, physical properties. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things. And jetting is nothing but as we do 3D printing uh, of, uh, of ophthalmic lenses, Mm-hmm. So, in order to 3D print, we use inkjet printing technology to 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 3D print. Okay. So, inkjet printing is nothing but you need to jet the droplets and form of the, uh, thin layer, uh, and that's nothing but a jetting engineer. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I characterize the waveforms of jetting because you need to have a certain uh, uh, certain waveform in order to jet the droplets because you want to um, you know control their speed, their volume, and uh, uh, and how they look, I mean, like how, what size of droplet you need. So this is what I do. So I design the waveforms. I design, uh, uh, so I characterize the raw materials and we formulate the inks and then I do the jetting and then I introduce it on the on the printer. First thing is to analyze, okay, is, is it doable? If it is doable, what are the material modifications that you need or mm-hmm. what are the pro- pro- process uh, modifications that you can uh, you, you can bring in to achieve this uh, product that they are looking for? Okay. So I design uh, or I look uh, in a broader way um, and see, okay, uh, in order to have this thing, we need to do this, this, this things, uh, change this, this, this parameters and, and let's see if we can get this. Yeah. So uh, what are the hard and soft skills that you would say are needed for this particular role or position? Uh, I would say to to understand, uh, uh, yeah, to be in this position, you, you really need to know a lot of character, different characterization techniques, uh, like uh, let's say from chemical point of view, from physical point of view, and from thermochemical point of view. Mm-hmm. So, for chemical point of view, you should know uh, what are the viscosities, what how how is the surface tension, okay, you, how do you characterize them, how can you understand their properties, okay, and uh, and uh, like yeah, you need to know a lot of uh, other uh, characterization techniques such as profilometer to understand the surface roughness or um, or SEM. Uh, uh, FTIR to understand the peaks of the of the of the material, mm-hmm. uh, different cells, material signature, or, or I would say footprint of the material. 
but yeah if you if you if you just come in and if you're new to this you 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 just learn the whole process and and you just need to be motive uh, proactive in your actions because this is some the, the field that i work is completely unique so you know there is not a lot of literature available out on the internet to just uh, look at it and okay. you can just do it yeah, you okay. need to feel the process and and optimize it so is um, your is your work more research based um, and ex- experimental or is it something because you say it's it's very unique so then i'm assuming that we don't have very specified predefined processes it is something mm-hmm. that you guys are even now you're developing them uh yes you got it right that uh, i work in a, a research and development uh, department and okay. my role is material engineering engineer so we do a lot ah, of research okay. actually this is this is uh, our, our companies do uh, like we have a product uh at the market mm-hmm. but we are more focused now on the research here okay so, and what's the scope of this area like uh, how do you see it uh, i think the the, the the product that we develop is quite unique and and it it is actually one of the uh, one maybe one of the key breakers uh, for ar and vr technology because if you are able to 3d print the freeform shapes of optics uh, which is one of the uh, quite uh, uh, significant requirement in the field of ar and vr mm-hmm. to make the headset more smaller because now you see if you have to wear a, a vr headset it's completely like a helmet like yeah. it's a head mount up display so yeah. this is because uh, the optics and the and the optics is not yet matured enough to make it scale like to scale down the uh, the size of or the dimension of the devices mm-hmm. but now further away with the, with our technology uh, it can help them to uh, to you know like 3d print a free form uh, op- uh, you know optical shape which we can 3d print them okay so uh, uh, harsh we know that a lot of guys like we know that all of us are at a place where we we would say we are very comfortable but then just to to be able to come till here we would have faced a lot of challenges and i i specifically want to focus on what was your approach to those challenges how do you see yourself being at the position where you are right now uh i think uh challenges are like you will face them every day it's not that you will not if if the day you don't face challenges i think it's the life becomes boring <laughs> uh i yeah i faced quite a lot of challenges i ha- i still face a lot of challenges and the only thing that keeps uh, me going is is like okay uh, sometimes you have a good day sometimes you have a bad day you just need to take step back think what what has gone wrong or what has gone your way mm-hmm. how you can uh, if if you get some issues or if you have some challenges on on your table can your past experience help you to you know channel this uh, this path to you know like overcome this hurdle mm-hmm. if not then you need to you know like figure out or uh, you know a couple of times you hit hit the wall come back fall you know like crawl or do whatever you want but at the end of the day you will you need to be motivated to get overcome this hurdle mm-hmm. can so, you describe you know, any any challenge that you remember uh yeah i i would say that the, the biggest challenge when i jo- joined this uh, company was uh, that i was the youngest in the company and the rest all were having at least 15 years of experience 10 years of experience so mm. you know when you're a newbie and and you have to talk with these guys because you are you are like a toddler in front of them yeah and you sometimes speak quite a lot of nonsense things you know like which which doesn't make sense and and you know at times it becomes very challenging that you know you want to learn a few things but you you don't have complete overall picture of it so you know you need to dig in but there is quite limited uh, you know uh material on online 
so these are the quite a lot of challenges you know you then you need to pass you know like you need to have at least one year of uh, exposure to this technology in order to un- at least grasp what they are talking you know like mm-hmm. because they are not talking in a, in a layman's term they, they they talk in a technical jargons you know like it's, yeah. it's 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 that was a hardship at the start and i would say yeah the first one year was um, was a very hard learning curve and then the second and third year i would say i was i was getting more and more uh, used to the terms mm-hmm. and and getting the best out of me mm-hmm. so uh, what would yeah. you describe as uh, those those characteristics or um, those habits of yours that helped you in that first year like how, what what was yeah. your approach there i i think i never let uh, you know like these things uh, come my way i just uh, i was just pushing myself every day okay i know they have been here for 10 years mm. yeah and you are new so you know just keep going keep going and mm. i one day it will come to you it will come to you and so i mean how i see it it's basically you identified what you identified that there is a gap and then yeah. you accepted it and then you took one step at a time every day to to be yes. better at it so obviously like uh, why i'm saying it this way is because most of the guys like right now when when we are at school or when we are starting our higher education it's like you 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 get exposed to so much of knowledge suddenly <laughs> or yeah. uh, there is just so much to grasp that we becomes overwhelmed at times and then we think that okay i have to learn so much so you know you sort of lose motivation or you yeah. drag yourself down hi uh, yeah I, i actually you're right i took one step at a time uh, but nevertheless i was also talking to uh, to everybody in the company let let it be over a coffee or or just wanted to know what they're doing and mm-hmm. i uh, you know like they are all senior people you know like and and when they speak i was listening very carefully so one of the thing uh, the key aspect is listen okay uh, listen uh, and and give your opinion only when it is very necessary at, at at the start of your career you know like i would say just listen grasp uh, work on it wait wait for your chances because you just you just have started hmm. so and you know like just yeah please yeah and um, i mean um, when we start with with a new job or in a new company you know we want to create that impression and in order to create that impression sometimes we hold ourselves back from speaking out or or you know getting in a situation where you could make a mistake or you could get exposed what do you have to say about that uh well uh, holding it back is is a thing uh, that you should not do uh, basically uh, even in the meetings i was asking all the nonsense question i know people i mean it doesn't matter i mean i know i was new so i i had to ask if i don't understand anything you need to ask mm-hmm. because if you let 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 go everything that okay i will ask i will ask later yeah. you will never do that because you are so uh, much into the work that you will not get that free time to go to that person and yeah. ask him that what do you mean so you know like whatever you are doing or whatever it is ask right there mm-hmm. you know like and, no and, matter what is the situation mm-hmm. just ask and how do people see it like now 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 that you are in the organization for for quite some time you know what what kind of impression you created so how yeah. do people see it when when you ask questions and sometimes they are <laughs> i mean i know that there are no stupid questions but sometimes you know that you did not ask a very intelligent question so how do people see it uh i i would say that uh, when you're when you're new you always ask very uh, nonsense or i would not say nonsense but very basic questions 
because you want to learn the first the basics and yeah. then you start going into them because yes. if you don't know the basics you cannot go into them yeah so if you see like yourself whenever you even if i think any job you take mm-hmm. when you start for the six months you will ask very basic questions but when you start understanding the process what you start to do is you push those those limits a little bit more deeper mm-hmm. and then you start asking not the basic questions but the questions which are beyond that yeah and that keeps going and going and going the more you know the more better questions you can form yes so i would say i know you even if you're so talented you need some time to understand what the process is doing because if you don't know what the process is doing you can never ask the right questions mm-hmm. yeah and and as a as a new person you will try to know the you will ask with you will start with the very basic questions because you want to know the basic things and then you will start to say okay what is next what mm-hmm. is next you need to have a right intent that's very important because if you if you yeah, for example if if you're a new person but like they would they can they they know that you're new so they will yeah. they will they will give you some space to yeah. grow or or some something to grow but if your intent is uh, not to grow and if the intent is just to stay or just to do this job yeah. for the name sake mm-hmm. then i think they will recognize this because they're so experienced people they they really know okay whether you are proactive or yeah. you're not proactive mm-hmm. so i think being a proactive and having the right intent is very key uh, in an organization to grow mm-hmm. and um, so um, also that i mean uh, i'm i'm talking from the perspective of those guys who are still in their shells so uh, why i'm asking this is let's say you you were a person who was born and brought up in nepani in india in a small town and then you came to bangalore so you left your comfort zone got exposed to more people then you went from bangalore to germany got exposed to even more international crowd uh, that kind of was that also a challenge for you uh again i mean i would say the the experience was very uh i would say very good at learning uh, because every time i change the places or uh, every time we change uh, our comfort zone we are exposed to uh, more challenges mm-hmm. and more challenges uh, means you are learning more mm-hmm. because you're not settled because you learn something and then you are pushed again to a new challenge yeah so i would say uh, the switch from uh, uh, india to germany was a bit, was a big i would say because the cultural difference the cultural shock uh, the, the language is different the people are different uh, you are you cannot be complete yourself at a times you need to hold yourself a lot because you don't know their culture you don't know the language mm-hmm. and you need to establish yourself again mm-hmm. and you, you you need to face the hardships mm-hmm. and and i would say one more thing is is a food i mean and and especially if you're a vegetarian and if you, if you have yeah. this switch it's just difficult yes yes it's it's too difficult yeah yeah but i mean everything yeah so for guys who are who are who are thinking of you know doing a further education or getting exposed to a new country you know just changing their changing their location if you have to give them advice on how they should approach this thing what what would you say i would just say them okay go for it i mean don't hold yourself because if you if you think that okay i cannot do this i think you are wrong because when you are in that boat you have to sail yeah <laughs> you have no other option i agree so it's like it's like swimming if you if yeah. you jump into the water you eventually have to save yourself you don't have an option you, you, 
yeah you just start you know like pushing yourself or or you know do something with your hands and legs you you, you start moving your yourself yeah i agree i totally agree um so coming back to again your your approach to to life what is that thing that keeps you motivated that that uh, tells you that yeah i have to get up this day again and do something more uh or how do you uh, keep yourself motivated i think the only thing that keeps uh, keeps me motivated is uh is to achieve something in the life you know like i, I i'm a very nas- not nationalistic but i'm i like my country i like india i i feel that you know like sometimes uh even i i'm in in europe i would i still think about our country you know like i i like that okay if i achieve something here how can i transfer this to my homeland you know like or how can i do some things better and i think that's one of the motivation that keeps me going that at some point of time in or some a timeline of my life i would like to give something to my country and and for that i still try that okay i haven't got that you know like um, that key aspect yet and once i get it i would definitely transfer this key aspect to india you know like this 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 things keep me moving as well or, or keep motivating mm-hmm. and and in your um, like for you as a person uh, let's say uh to to perform better in your personal life and professional life what are those um characteristics or habits or skill sets that you think are are helping you to grow uh i would say creativity and and proactiveness towards the towards the job because i enjoy my work uh if i enjoy the if if you enjoy something that you do you would like to do that again and again and again or make it better again and again mm-hmm. so i enjoy my job i enjoy my work and uh, that keeps me motivating mm-hmm. uh, that okay next day i have to go and do something new so yeah. that i can achieve uh, what is a shortcoming uh, in this process and and that's one of the things and in the life i would say you just have to walk you know if you stop walking then you don't have any purpose or motive because we just started actually if you see we just started we are in we just we are in 30s you know i'm just i just, i'm just in 30 and it's just the start of of your professional career and if you if you stop now then i would say you will be stagnant in your growth yeah and, yeah. And, yeah and that's what i don't want hmm. and that also keeps motive keeps me moving that okay you need to achieve something in your life which you will be proud of later you know like wonderful This is such an interesting conversation. I'm going to wrap it up here as part 1 and I'm going to continue ahead in part 2 where we are going to talk about um happiness, fulfillment, balance between personal and professional life and a failure that Harsh faced and how did he overcome it. Also, we are going to get to know a little more about him, some funny nuggets from his life. So if you're interested, please tune in to the second part of this podcast series. See you guys there. Thank you so much you guys for tuning into this podcast People's Stories. If you are aware of somebody who has inspired you and would want me to share their stories with all of you guys, then please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. My profile name is Priyanka Ota. I will be back with another interesting talk in the next episode, so stay tuned. And till then, stay happy, stay healthy. Thank you.